0: Welcome to the tools they use podcast, the ultimate personal productivity podcast, covering the apps and tools to help you get things done, exploring the workflows, resources and automation of successful individuals, and so much more. Now over to your host, Francesco D'Alessio. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the tools they use podcast. It is Francesco here your host for another episode. So in today's episode I'm actually bringing you a feature that what I actually filmed last series in series one Uh, it was an interview with Liam Martin who is the co-founder and CMO over at time doctor, which is a popular time tracking resource or software and He's also the previous founder. Uh, he created a company called staff.com, which is a staff management tool So he is uh, you know much a an endorser of the remote working experience He's actually I believed once we recorded this he was actually recording in the jungle um, To my recollection <laughs> uh, it Was a long time ago now, um, but he actually runs uh, a remote company time doctor is totally remote and He's just come back uh, probably roundabout about now from the remote uh, Working conference that uh, I believe time doctor organized and that one's called running remote 2018 so uh, this one was quite an interesting interview uh, We sort of probed how he thinks about remote work how that sort of whole like place he, Where where he sees it going uh, which was quite an exciting feature. So I'm really excited uh, today to be chatting to Leah Martin um, uh, Guys, we are actually near the end of series 2 now. So the final episode will be this week with uh, Leah who is from Trello um, and Atlassian as well? Uh, so that's a really exciting one. And we're also doing a big giveaway for our sponsor. So just before we dive in, our sponsor for Series Two is Set App. Set App is a Mac subscription service allowing you access to a suite of a hundred Mac applications for a set monthly rate. Um, and, and I'm a user of Set App. Um, it's especially great for freelancers or those who are running side projects and don't necessarily want to invest in like like, uh, high-cost applications or even starting running like just these loads and loads of ongoing costs uh, And of course this sort of fits into one fee per month Which makes it so much easier and you get access to all of these awesome apps So that's one of my recommendations and uh, definitely check it out. There'll be a link in description. Anyway guys without further ado, let's dive into the chat with Liam Martin the CEO over at time doctor Hello everyone, welcome back to the Tools I Use podcast. It is Francesco here and I am joined by Liam who is the brilliant CEO behind and co-founder behind Time Doctor um, Liam you're, you're uh, reaching us from a jungle right now, right?
1: Yes, I am. I'm actually the CMO. My co-founder is the CEO, but uh, I am indeed reaching you from a jungle I'm currently in Manuel Antonio Costa Rica and uh, surrounded by a beautiful group of trees. So if you hear the sounds of the jungle in the background, I apologize.
0: <laughs> it's like a, you could record a relaxation tape there or something, right? <laughs> it's a great place to take a nap, I'll tell you. <laughs> it must be. Um, brilliant. Um, and uh, for those who don't know, Time Doctor is a, a time tracking resource for remote teams. Um, maybe you can give us a bit more detail about it before we kick off.
1: Sure. So right now I'm currently working on an interview with Francesco on my task list and I'm tracking all of the websites and applications that I interact with during this particular task. Uh, I actually had a couple other podcasts this week that I did as well. And then I can correlate all of those together and figure out how efficiently I completed all those tasks using a bunch of other things that really are a little bit difficult to understand, but fundamentally just sort of artificial intelligence and machine learning to know what, is, what does the optimal podcast look like to me. And then in comparison, how efficiently do I get podcasts completed with uh, other people that do podcasts inside of the company? So that's fundamentally what we do is it's not so much time tracking, but it's time analytics So most other companies measure how long you do something and then we measure how productively you actually do it
0: Fantastic Um, and and what I'll do for everyone who's listening along I'll include the resource in the description below so you can go away and uh, check it out Um, as for all the other apps that um, Leah mentions here today So great. Um, Let's dive in. Uh, First of all, maybe a bit of background about yourself. Um, Maybe tell everyone how you got into Time Doctor and, and all of the other brilliant stuff that you get on with.
1: Sure. So my first company or actually my company before this one was an online tutoring company. And I had exited grad school a little early. I recognized I actually taught my very first class in graduate school. And I was so excited about it, I had 250 students, it was a first year sociology class, and I thought this is what I really wanna do with my life. And by the end of that semester, I believe I had about 50% of the class left. It was a disaster, I was not very good at teaching uh, at all, or lecturing more specifically. I remember I stepped into my supervisor's office at the end of that semester, and I said, I don't think I'm very good at this. And he said, no, you're not very good at this. (laughs) You should, you know, and I thought, well, (laughs) so isn't this, you know, if I'm continuing on with graduate school in sociology, you know, the the point is to teach. And he said, yeah, maybe you should look at other options. And so I recognized that that was uh, the dose of truth that I needed. I got a master's degree instead of pursuing uh, the PhD. And then I was out and I started a tutoring company. And that tutoring company uh, was actually really great for me because I recognized that I liked teaching, but I didn't necessarily like the university lecturing system. I found it too slow in a lot of respects. So I grew that to uh, 100-plus remote tutors in the United States, Canada, and Europe. And the problem that I had inside of that business was I would have the student that would, I'd bill the student for 10 hours of work. The student would come to me and say, I did not work with my tutor for 10 hours. I only worked with them for five. I'd go to the tutor and say, did you work with the student for 10 hours? He would say, of course. So what, what I would end up having to do is I would pay the tutor for the full 10 hours and I would pay the student for, or I would refund the student for five hours, which meant no profits for me. And that was really destroying the business fundamentally. So I needed a way to be able to measure the activities and the basically the productivity rates of remote employees all over the planet. And that was basically Time Doctor. So me and my co-founder, uh, we founded the company, built this product, and uh, fast forward to six years later, it's today.
0: Fantastic. That sounds like a a good story because it was a huge pain point for something that you worked on before and then you were You were actually able to fix it with a a product. It's pretty clever.
1: Yes, I think that the real If you're going to start a company particularly a technology company Make sure that it is you're solving your own problem Mm -hmm. to a degree because if you're not (laughs) it's too stressful (laughs) (laughs) to go through building that type of a business unless you're really fundamentally passionate about it. And, and, uh, for me, I recognize that this was how I could take the business, my previous business to the next level. So that's, that's why we built it.
0: Fantastic. Um, brilliant. And, um, when it comes to like your sort of day, um, Mm -hmm. what sort of work do you do in terms of like the, the groundwork on a day to day basis?
1: It's, um, it's probably a little bit better to kind of communicate the week to me or to you. So I break my, I break my life down by weeks, months, and quarters. So I have four quarterly rocks that I need to accomplish um, and then break that down into months and then into, into weeks. So this week, as an example, Mondays are usually when I do my all team points meetings. So I meet with all of my different departments and that usually happens in the mornings and in the evenings so i'll have a few meetings in the morning Uh, we have a team in mauritius as an example so we have employees in uh, 27 different countries all over the world so it's very difficult to be able to facilitate communication real-time communication with all of those people so you need to really structure your own time to uh, to meet with those different teams So usually it's 9 a.m. I'm talking to support and customer success, and then 9 p.m. I'm usually talking to uh, marketing, sales, a little bit of product, a little bit of operations uh, in the evenings when when those teams are up and can meet with me. And then in the middle, I'm usually focusing on that quarterly rock. So I've recognized that if they're not very clear, quantitative quarterly rocks that you can complete, particularly inside of a business to move it forward, generally what you do is kind of screw around and don't accomplish much. Uh, You do a lot of things that you think are work, when in reality, they do not move the business forward. So focusing in on those core rocks and then having everything, all your other tasks around that core component is uh, usually what I'll do. So as an example, my quarterly rock this quarter, Is to uh, start our online, not our online, our remote conference in Ubud, Bali, called Running Remote. You can check it out at runningremote.com, and it's a conference designed to source hundred million dollar to billion dollar remote businesses. So, if you're a remote business and you want to get to a hundred million or a billion dollars valuation. That's the conference that you should go to, and particularly how do you actually do HR for large scale remote infrastructures? How do you do uh, company culture? How do you make sure that everyone is connected on the same goal? So, that was my big thing that I need to approach this quarter, and I've been working on for the past two months, and so everything kind of connects in with that. So, you know, talking to Partners um, talking to speakers, setting up the scheduling. That's in essence what I'm doing on a week to week basis, and it just all connects into that large quarterly plan.
0: I love that. That's like a real, like it's almost like everything you do has to relate to this. And if it doesn't, then you you cut it.
1: That's exactly it.
0: It's um, quite smart, particularly yeah. like
1: you know, like an entrepreneurship. Well. And entrepreneurship is a very specific version of it, but you want to work on, you can only work on a select few things. So you have to say no to a lot of things. So as an example, there was a great opportunity that I had, um, two weeks ago to be able to work on a separate project. Well, that's a, that's not in my mind. That's a Q2 because it's Q1 right now. So I have to say, okay, you know what? It would be, I'd love to be able to do this right now, but I have to say no because I'm focused on running remote and I'm not focused on this other priority. And if you keep switching, um, it's basically like, you know, when you've got that, when you're in that state of hyper-focus where you've got everything in front of you and you can accomplish the goal, the pulling yourself out of that environment, even for a moment and getting yourself back in, is it's not just the time that you spent getting out of that task and getting back. It's not just the time that you spent switching tasks. It's also the amount of time that it will take you to adjust to that other task that you want to switch to. And then the amount of time that it will take you to adjust back to the original task. So as an example, if I go to right now to facebook.com on my browser, I will get a pop-up that will say, are you still doing interview with Francesco? Really for time doctor. So time Uh, doctor designs is designed to very subtly tell you you're currently leaving your state of productivity. You need to get back into productivity. And if you don't, um, well, you can, you can decide to continue on and, and become distracted, but we're just offering you that last little sort of touch point before you enter distraction because it's not just the two minutes of Facebook. It's the 15 minutes of what was I doing before? Oh, I was writing this blog post. Where was I? Oh, I was on this paragraph. Okay. I'm going to have to read the next, the previous page to get back the context of what I was writing. So it's not just a two minute distraction. It's a 20 to 30 minute distraction. Add up three or four of those throughout the day and you've cut half your day in terms of work. So that's what we really focus on is just focus on the true goal and then remove all distractions.
0: That's brilliant. And sort of moving on to the the software side of stuff so you've mentioned time doctor as one of those tools that you use how i guess it's the the three core applications in productivity the task manager the calendar mm-hmm. and the note taker what do you use for those resources
1: so i would say for for tasks it's definitely time doctor uh, and i integrate with we integrate with a couple dozen different task and project management systems inside of time doctor so we can push a base camp task directly into time doctor as an example and I break those into I have a list as an example what I need to do today uh which is what I need to do today (laughs) (laughs) and I work through that list uh from beginning to end very much like getting things done paradigm yeah Uh, that's that's the mindset of uh that's basically the mindset that we that we use to build time doctor in terms of a uh, scheduling and calen, uh, calendar app. We use Google Calendar. The reason being is I have an Android phone and mm-hmm. the sync that you can have with your Google Calendar system across all of the devices, it's just, it's fantastic. Um, I got a notification 10 minutes beforehand that I was doing this podcast. So I was able to pull myself out of my current, the previous task that I was working on and get myself focused on what I'm going to be doing in the next 10 minutes. So that's really great uh, for, calen- for, you know, for putting it together a calendar. In terms of tasks, in just writing stuff down or taking down notes, hmm. um, Evernote is really useful for me. And then I also always carry a, uh, a notepad around. So okay. I'll always have a little notebook and I find that that is one of the fastest ways to just jot down ideas. Usually if you'll meet me in person, I'll always have that. Let's say we're going to do a, some type of formalized meeting. Yeah. I usually just don't, I, scare, <laughs> I try not to scare people beforehand, but I open up the notebook and say, I'm just gonna be writing down ideas as mm-hmm. we're talking. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a positive thing, it's not negative. I just know that if I don't write down these ideas, I might interrupt you and I want to be able to keep you talking. Yeah. So that's what I use. Uh, That's a pretty tight little group for me. And I like it a lot. The only time that that's broken down for me is I recently did a tour of China. Okay. uh, Mainland China, not Hong Kong. And they, they do not let, um, Google is, is, is not, they don't allow it, right? They've locked it all down. And it was, it was actually really, I just, it blew me away of how dependent I am upon Google because Mm -hmm. my email goes through Google apps, my scheduling, even my translation, because I use the Google translator app all the time on my phone, which is amazing, Mm -hmm. except it does need an internet connection. And uh, the Great Firewall does not allow Google to get through, so it's uh, for anyone going to China. Yeah, make sure to protect yourself against started. that. Yeah, that's it.
0: Yep. Fantastic. So that's um, Time Doctor for tasks, um, mm-hmm. for calendar, Google Calendar, except in mm-hmm. China, <laughs> and yep. uh, and then rounding off with Evernote and a physical notebook for um, the note-taking side. That's brilliant. Yep. Um, and I guess it's sort of like you've mentioned it a little before. Um, Because obviously time doctor connects with the likes of other project managers, but do you use a project manager for your teams?
1: Yes, we do so we use a few Because we have different teams and there are different project management systems dependent upon the type of team that you have So for the development team we use Jira Uh, And Jira is by Atlassian and it's in essence project management for developers so you can create a ticket Uh, Deploy a ticket you can see how long well with the time doctor integration uh, You can see how long someone takes to complete a ticket who else collaborated on that ticket and then all the websites and Applications that that person is interacted with and then long term you can figure out Really how fast your development team is moving and what? Inefficiencies you have inside of that team so as an example if you assign a ticket to someone and they do not understand that ticket completely, and they have to spend. Maybe the the ticket should take two hours to complete, but it took six. And you're looking and finding that they're just going through GitHub repositories for four hours. Mm. Well, then you've recognized that person wasn't the person to complete that particular task because they didn't understand the ta- they didn't understand the task completely. So that's an example on Jira. In terms of general communication, um, we use we still use Basecamp. We've used Basecamp for years and it's always kind of stuck with us because it's a really good general sort of task um, and project management tool. And then other ones that we use, um, the marketing team uses a couple CRMs, so HubSpot uh, and uh, BuzzStream as an example, both great. BuzzStream is specifically a CRM for online marketers and then HubSpot is more for direct sales and uh yeah I think that's pretty much the entire group. oh and we use Asana uh and actually (laughs) we'll even add another one on there for very small teams with less than three people we'll use Trello because it's so lightweight yeah so we can just go in very quickly say okay we kind of call those guys our strike teams like just they can go in quick get something done and get out And uh, we'll just set up a project, set up some tasks inside of Trello, and then track that inside of Time Doctor.
0: That's fantastic. So all of those project managers almost map to the needs of the teams. Absolutely. I think
1: that if you are uh, a business owner, as an example, and you are saying everyone must work on Trello, that eventually will, I mean, you're probably damaging your team long term because... Mm. Some of them may not you know, like Trello. Uh, developers like Trello. Um, I know for our marketing team, you know, we like Trello, but it, it gets difficult once you're into a whole bunch of subtasks and you need to have a lot of documentation. So Jira is beautiful for big, complicated tasks in development because we can write down all the details. The QA team, Quality Assurance, can come in and analyze it give their assessment of it, send it back to the developer and a bunch of other variables can all kind of come up inside of Jira. That's that it, the functionality just isn't there inside of Trello. So um, yeah, I think that you really have to don't think that you found the perfect one. There was never, I mean, I like apples and oranges for different <laughs> reasons. So you yeah. don't have to say everyone has to eat apples and nothing but apples.
0: That's a good analogy. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, great. That's, that's really great to hear, actually. I think that some people do struggle with that uh, sort of approach, and that seems like a good rule book, especially if you're like a business owner who's listening who maybe wants to you know, assist a team in, in their selection. So, yeah, no, that's, that's really appreciated. Um, so maybe moving a little way from software, um, hardware, what's the sort of – because obviously you travel a lot, you need to be in different spaces. You need things to work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course. <laughs> What's your hardware that gets you through all of that?
1: So for me, I it just kind of boils down to a couple simple devices. I have a Google Pixel 2, which recently replaced my camera. So I no longer carry an extra camera with me, uh, which has been a godsend for someone that travels a lot because that's an extra two to three pounds that you don't wanna lug around like a DSLR. So the Google Mm -hmm. Pixel 2 uses artificial intelligence to be able to take photos and video and produces a better product with a point and shoot than most DSLRs currently on the market. Wow. The second one, and also it fully integrates with Google Apps, which is great for me because the entire business is on Google Apps. So if I get a push Mm -hmm. notification for a meeting, as an example, it just happens seamlessly on the phone. Uh, the next one that I have is I have a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Um, mine's fully specced out, but I don't think that you need that. I, I also believe that you don't, <laughs> you don't need a MacBook Pro. I have a MacBook Pro because uh, I like them, and I'm a bit of an Apple fanboy. <laughs> and I, I haven't been able to switch operating systems. But um, to be honest with you, you, you don't need that type of device. Basically, you need a nice, if you're just doing things like I'm doing, you're not doing a lot of video editing, you're not doing gaming or anything like that. Mm. A sub $1,000 uh, thin notebook is, is great. Something with a metal unibody, uh, just because when I've dealt with plastic laptops before, they do break a lot more often. And the other reason with Apple is I can get a laptop under, I buy the three year warranty and I can walk into any Apple store and walk out, I've done this before, in under five minutes with a brand new laptop uh, because they allow you to, through iCloud, basically I keep my entire hard drive mirrored on their cloud services system. Yeah. So if a computer breaks, I can walk into an Apple store and walk out with a replacement in five minutes, which is in any really country, right? for me. Absolutely, yeah. I've done it in three countries <laughs> <laughs> so far. Uh, that these things, I'm I'm pretty hard on them, so uh, it it's definitely an added advantage for me. And then connected to that, I have the Bose earbuds, um, okay. the in-ear Bose earbuds, and those cost about I think they're about a hundred dollars. They're they're not incredibly expensive, but they have a relatively good mic, which is the mic that I'm currently talking to you on right now. That yeah, sounds good. And yeah. And they have, uh, they're incredibly comfortable, uh, which is, which is great for me. And I can just sort of bunch them up in a little, you know, in a little pack and put them yeah. in my pocket without any problem whatsoever. The only other thing that I add on top of that is I have an anchor, uh USB C power brick oh, Okay. and that can power, it can recharge my phone about eight or nine times and it can recharge my laptop twice. Wow. So with that, I have about 25 hours of computer time and from a, you know, from a remote connection or sorry, from without connecting to a plug. And that's really great. If you've got a 17 hour flight from <clears throat> Chicago to Hong
0: Kong, as an example. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that is helpful. Um, yeah, no, I, have recently got the MacBook pro and I probably need that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to, um, definitely amazon that and see
1: yeah it's about 60 dollars, and That's it's okay. probably the best 60 dollars that i've spent on uh, a power brick because it just gives you that peace of mind to know wherever you are in the world pretty much you can travel anywhere on planet earth
0: and you will have power it's pretty decent right <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it just in it, those sort of panicky situations just saves you time doesn't it Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Really? And those long flights, if you're working on something, um, I know that I had to have a video processed Uh, and I think I had, you know, 10% power plugged in the power Backup yeah. and was able to get through it. And you know, once you start doing video processing that chugs through
0: Yeah battery yeah.
1: like nobody's business. So it was it was a great backup
0: Fantastic. Yeah, it's good investment. Um I guess moving on to uh, a, a bit of the sort of communication side of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be great to know how you communicate with the team. Do you have team communication tools or is it solely email?
1: It's primarily email, but augmented by a few other things. So okay. we still use, uh, we use Slack for a lot of our just fast communication um the reason why we've chosen Slack as the primary form of communication for us is because of all their integrations. Mm-hmm. So we can push time doctor data through Slack. So we know um, someone needs help on a particular task because they've been working on it for six hours and they were only supposed to be working on it for two hours. Mm. As an example, so we could get that notification, and it could go directly to the development team, and then someone could ping that person and say, "Hey, you know, what's what's the issue? How can I help you?" Uh, you can't get that type of functionality on Skype, as an example. However, we still do use Skype quite a bit because the rest of the world uses Skype. Uh, <laughs> Slack has not, you know, for people that are in the tech industry, it almost feels like Slack has completely uh, taken over, but the regular Joe Schmo does still use a Skype. So if I want to speak to a customer, it's usually through Skype and it's usually through uh, video chat. And the other thing is when we do all of these meetings, everyone must have their videos on. That's a rule for us. Okay. Reason being is we need to be able to make sure that someone is a human being. Mm. Uh, a lot of the times with remote teams, when you just hear them over the phone, you don't, you kind of see them as ones and zeros. Yeah. So the more visual re- auditory representation that you can get, the better. So we make sure that uh, everyone has their, their cameras on. And then in se- on top of that, we've got Slack, we've got Skype, we've got email. And then also, too, we, uh, we meet with the team every year. So we usually do an entire team retreat uh, okay. once a year. And that's really good for just making sure that you're putting an actual – face to the name in front yeah. of you and and we're able to chat
0: definitely i love the i love that rule that's something that i i've not really seen much of um i guess in remote work right
1: i think it's because people are sometimes a little scared about saying you must turn your webcam on yeah uh, but you know it really does th- there are things that people pick up non-verbally that they're communicating. And they don't even know that they're communicating it. But if you don't see them on a webcam, then you don't know. Like if I've assigned a task to somebody and someone's squirming on the on their seat, well, then I can do a follow-up saying, hey, is is that a problem?
0: Yeah. Whereas on the
1: phone, you might not hear that same thing. You might not get that.
0: It's sort of like, you know, like if you text someone (laughs) and you say something and and they're like, oh, did they mean that? Or did they mean this? Exactly. Did they say it sarcastically? Yeah. That's a really good. That's a really good philosophy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Brilliant. Um, And um, maybe just talking a little bit more about apps again. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Is there any other notable apps that you wanted to mention that sort of help you and your team get things done?
1: Boy, um, we've gone through quite a bit. I I would say BuzzStream for us personally on the marketing team has been great and Buzzstream is in essence a social CRM. Okay. So uh, we do outreach to, to bloggers uh, or people that run websites all the time. So if we promote a piece, we'll usually have a launch process for a new blog post. And part of that is reaching out to people that we know have already written about that subject and saying, hey, You wrote about this subject, and here's this other piece connected to that, and we would love it if um, we could do some type of collaboration together. And what we've realized is uh, even a classic CRM doesn't really do the same job as BuzzStream. So BuzzStream will allow us to know, here are all the previous communications that occurred with that particular person across the team. So maybe one person would interacted with them a year and a half ago, And here's the email exchange connected to that. But now that person isn't working in the company anymore. Well, we want to be able to bring up that context because bloggers particularly, they can smell bullshit uh, a mile away. So you can't bullshit them and you need to actually say, hey, (laughs) yeah, we spoke a year and a half ago about this subject. uh, And how's your sister doing? Is she she doing better from her... um, Appendectomy that she had a year and a half ago, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. getting that context in there is incredibly powerful, and, and BuzzStream provides us that type of capability.
0: Oh, that's, that's quite interesting. I do a lot of influencer reach out, reaching, um, mm-hmm. but I, I sort of do it all in my head. <laughs> and that probably sounds like it's very know.
1: difficult at scale. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, we have, I think we have 12 people right now that do that all on BuzzStream, and uh, oh. I think we paid. Oof, I think we're paying about five grand a year right now for oh, the, yeah. for the app. It's an expensive yeah. app, but um, it pays back. There was, yeah. I mean, accounting said, what is this app for? And I said, we can't, you know, don't touch this because <laughs> yeah. the, the rebuild was coming.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's a, that's a nice tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess to round everything off, we've talked about a lot about digital tools and resources. And of course, you know, um, you know, by the sounds of it, you know from the traveling experience you've had that you sort of like to turn switch things off every now and then, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have any of those experiences? Like, maybe take us through some of the stuff that you do offline. That do you go on walks? Do you like uh, use a journal? Do you um, do other things to sort of switch off from that?
1: Well, uh, Manuel Antonio, where I'm, I'm at right now, is a perfect example. It's I'm in the middle of a jungle. Uh, We do have fiber here, so it kind of isn't necessarily the same exact thing, but being able to just turn your computer off. So I'll give you another example. I, when I was using Time Doctor every single day, I was finding a real drop in productivity on Tuesday evenings. And I didn't know why, but I was getting a strong signal of the app saying, you're not very productive, Tuesday afternoons to evenings. So I kept thinking of like, why, why is, what's wrong with Tuesday afternoons? And then of clicked for me. uh, When I got a phone call from my girlfriend saying, what movie are we gonna go see tonight? Uh Because Tuesdays are cheap movie nights in Canada, they're half price. Yeah, And we have a tradition of going to the movies on Tuesday evenings. So the calls start around three in the afternoon. Uh and you know, I'll get a call saying, Are you gonna go see Batman or Superman? Oh well I want to see Batman. Okay. I don't know if Suzanne wants to watch Batman. Can you call her? Okay, I'm gonna call her. And then Suzanne wants to bring John. Okay. John can come. But John doesn't want to see Batman either. John wants to see Superman. Okay, we'll watch Superman. Okay, which showing do you want? Do you want the six o'clock or do you want the eight o'clock? And it just goes on and on. Yeah. And I'm constantly distracted by it. So what I've done is I take Tuesday afternoons off completely now. Okay. So instead of working through that, I've Mm -hmm. recognized that it's much better for me to enjoy my Tuesday afternoon and evening to its fullest extent and come back refreshed on a Wednesday morning to do the same amount of work and the amount of work that I'm doing, the product, the quality of that work has gone up. So Mm -hmm. I'm working less, but the quality is better. And that's something that a lot of people, I think, particularly when you think of, you know, going to a corporate job, the whole nine to five is a really bad model to work off of because we have plenty of employees that we see that show up at 9am, leave at 6pm, and maybe only did an hour and a half of work. And then we have a lot of other people that come in, show up at noon, leave at 3 but they worked those three hours which would you rather have
0: yeah that's it
1: <laughs> and so the perception of being in the office does not equal you actually doing work and those things are very different and the problem is is that no one has the granularity to actually analyze that data in a deeper way and i believe a lot of corporate america Would be quite surprised at how many people are actually doing a lot more work than you think that they were doing And then how many people that you thought were very productive are actually not very productive at all
0: Yeah, and and just sort of like an extension on that Do you think that there will be like a, a switch that goes off in a lot of these corporate companies that remote is the next place to go?
1: I personally do um, I mean that 's why we 've committed to building running remote as an example, the yeah. first really remote business conference in the world because we believe that that is the way that the world is going, but it is a very difficult road to climb because the the, the corporate world has this perspective of employees have to be in an office in order to work and mm-hmm. I have a stack of studies that will show you the opposite. Yeah. Uh, this, the, the research is quite clear that working remotely is not only more productive, but creates a happier, better employee inside, inside of your company. So that's the real thing that I'm kind of looking towards as a business, which is getting, maximizing productivity. I don't care where you work. I don't care when you work as long as you work as productively as possible.
0: Yeah. And that will, you're obviously activating that right now with the, the 60 plus employees around the world, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, Liam, uh, it's been fantastic chatting with you. Um, and I really like your approach to everything. Um, where can we find you? Uh, well, where can the listener find you after this, uh,
1: can go to timedoctor.com, uh, sign up for a trial. You can also, if you're one of those businesses that is, uh, Looking to build large scale remote teams, or even if you're just interested in it and you want to send an HR manager over, <clears throat> runningremote.com. It's going to be in Ubud, Bali, in a network of tree houses in, uh, made out of bamboo. So <laughs> it's going to be pretty fun. And I, I'm very excited about it. As I said, that's my quarterly rock this, this quarter. So uh, anyone that wants to sign up, go check out Running Remote as well.
0: Sounds like a, a, a brilliant opportunity. Um, thank you so much liam. Um, thank I really you. enjoyed hearing some of the apps and tools you use So guys, hopefully you enjoyed uh, my chat with liam. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and I learned I definitely learned a lot about the way He uh, sort of thinks about remote work. Uh, he's obviously been doing it for a fair while now and of course um, he he actually like I think when he came out of university, uh, it, it was definitely like this big like feeling when he Understood the concept of remote work when he was actually doing it for his tutoring business and then sort of it evolved um, Which was quite nice. So I think he's had like this evolution of remote work, which is super interesting. So hopefully um, You you found some use in this one Let me know in, in on Twitter actually at Francesco D underscore a L E S or at keep productive If you want to share some feedback or even chat with Liam Martin Directly uh, on social media. Anyway, guys, uh, just a shout out to our sponsor SenApp, who will be doing a subscription. Uh, sorry, who will be doing a giveaway uh, in the final episode, uh, probably on Thursday this week. And also uh, a big thank you to them. They are a subscription-based service for Mac users, allowing them access to hundreds of Mac apps on one suite for a set monthly rate. So, guys, thank you so much for stopping by today. Make sure to have a great week. Keep productive, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Cheers.